Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Today, I'm speaking with the brave and insightful Yoki Yu, a personal friend and remarkable human who is supporting people in becoming the best version of themselves through coaching and psychodrama therapy. If you're curious why I say Yoki is brave, you'll hear early in our conversation that she grew up in China, moved to the U.S. to attend university in Virginia at the age of 17 worked at Xerox for a few years, and then moved to California to study acting, then back to China to pursue her life coaching, and then on to Spain to get her master's, and now a second master's in drama and psychodrama. We dive into how the culture she grew up in impacted her well-being and how that inspired her to branch out and live her life with courage and vulnerability as much as possible ditching the pressure to be a good girl by being quiet, compliant, and staying small. You'll hear that Yoki does anything but play small. We go pretty deep in our conversation about culture and how some mentalities and mindsets are more universal than we might think. Yoki reminds us that we all have issues, likely from as far back as childhood, and that we have the power to change how we feel and how we show up in this world. She shares some helpful tips. One, don't judge negative thoughts when they come up. Two, talk with a friend, your partner, or a professional when you're feeling down or anxious. Three, don't try to hide. Energy gets stuck. And four, write or journal to get your thoughts out of your head. Check out her novel, The Permission, published on Amazon. It's a steamy and raw novel about personal growth and sexuality. I just love how unabashedly open and natural Yuki is about sexuality, being our best selves, and giving ourselves permission to really step up and into the best version of ourselves. Yuki is full of wisdom and insights, and I can't wait to hear what you think of our conversation. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Yoki and her amazing adventure. Yoki, it's so good to see you. Good to see you, Tracy. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm excited for our conversation. I like to start every episode with asking my guests where you're at in the world right now. Yeah. So right now I live in a small beach town called Sitges. It's about 40 minutes away from Barcelona. It's in Spain. Mm. You have been quite the global <laughs> traveler. So you are originally from Shanghai. Is that right? So I was born and raised in Xi'an, and then I went to Shanghai with my family around uh, age of 11 um, okay. to 17. Yeah, so Shanghai feels more like home-home, although right now I feel like, hmm, where I am is where where is my home. <laughs> yeah, because you've been in Spain now. Oh, how long yeah. have you been in Spain now? 
Yeah. So for a year and a half. A year and yeah. a half. Why did I think three years? Maybe because of the <laughs> pandemic and everything seems yeah. a lot longer under in the COVID times. Yeah. Very cool. And so what, what took you to Spain like, mm. originally? Yeah. So originally I came for my master's degree in acting. Yeah. That was a decision that uh, made 2018, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I was really grateful for the opportunity to go to Spain, but learning the program in English because I knew nothing about Spanish. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Very cool. So you, so the program that you're taking is in English. I don't think that when we were talking before, I don't think I ever asked that distinction. I just thought maybe you were learning on the fly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. So now I am actually. So after yeah. that program, uh, now I'm in a different program to learn psychodrama therapy, and that program is entirely in Spanish. And wow. uh, so, yeah, so I have to quickly, quickly better my Spanish in a few months. Um, I'm oh still learning. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so had you studied Spanish before? Like you knew at, at least basics or? Nope, not at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you, are so, you have such an adventurous spirit. I just love, you're like, I'm going to try this. And you throw yourself into it. And you're like, oh, by the way, I'm going to learn a new language at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that either. <laughs> wow. Gosh. I mean, I, I think about when we met, mm. was it 2012, 2013? Yeah, it was 2000 and around 2014 uh, when I was okay. working for Xerox in okay. Northern Virginia. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember anybody else that I still speak to <laughs> Virginia <laughs> on a regular basis. I really oh appreciate gosh. you. Yeah, oh, I know. I'm so glad we're still in touch. I was just thinking, so the way I remember like timeframes, you remember by who you were working for at the time. I remember by the ages of my children and whether or not I was dating my now husband. <laughs> <laughs> if it was yeah. before Aaron, it must've been 2012, <laughs> you know, so I couldn't remember. I think Aaron and I were new, still kind yeah. of new when you and I met too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember talking to me about Aaron and also I remember how, like how little your kids were. You they know? were tiny yeah. and now they're 17 and almost 15. Ah, yeah. I know. Yeah. And, and my, my little air quotes here, my little one is taller than me now by probably almost oh, yeah. three inches. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. And his voice is getting deep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I call and check on him in the morning. Are you up? Because, you know, we call through the house now on the phone. Like, you up? Got to get to class. (laughs) Yeah, I'm awake. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's right. They were tiny. Gosh, that seems like a million years ago. So you were in, you were in the D.C. area. Refresh Mm -hmm. my memory. So we, because we met in Northern Virginia, just outside of D.C., and yes. you were working, but had you come to go to school originally? Yeah. So okay. I went to James Madison University okay. when I was 17 and I studied marketing there. Yeah. And then my first job was working for TML, a Xerox company, mm-hmm. and selling copiers and printers and softwares to business uh, in Northern Virginia. So yeah, that's the that's how we met. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. And then not too long after we met, you moved to California. Yeah, so I quit <laughs> on that job <laughs> because I realized um, selling like hardwares and softwares is really not for me. Yeah, and I was I was miserable. I was really. Yeah. I remember you were questioning, which I think is how we met. Right, we met through LinkedIn and yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the through the I think it was like mm. women entrepreneur network or something. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I've got all my facts wrong today. <laughs> 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 I remember the important stuff like. Yeah. Men and locations. <laughs> yeah, That's how we remember things. Relationships. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I remember just feeling kind of lost in life, and、mm. I went to basically quit my job. You know, broke up with the boyfriend back then, who I still really appreciate.、Um, you know, having had the encounter, and then eventually I moved to California to study acting for a few months, and then I realized that life coaching is my thing. So、mm. I thought, like, okay. Shanghai has more opportunities to for like emerging、uh, coaches. So、mm. I went back to Shanghai and worked for like a few consulting companies. One of them was Gallup. The、mm. like, people call it the pole company, but the、uh, the company that does strength finders, strength coaching, etc.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And you did that for a while, right? Like you worked, you got to work with corporate groups and、mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was basically like leading the strength finder coaching certification course for Gallup in the Greater China area,、mm-hmm. and then but my main role was like sales and marketing, you know, to make the program、um, happen for China, and I did. And then and after that, I'm like, okay, my work there was done. So、yeah. I, what I really wanted to do is to do facilitation, do coaching, do training. So I quit that job and became a freelance trainer for just random companies, some like Nike, L'Oreal, you know, all those big companies,、mm-hmm. and some startups as well. So yeah, and then in the meanwhile, studying coaching, study facilitation, and starting my own project called To Be Happy.、Mm, I love that、mm-hmm. To Be Happy. Are you still? Do you still work on To Be Happy? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So like for example, last year we had you know because of The situation we had online theater camps, so、mm. kind of used to be happy to host this new、uh, thing. I started called the Guang Theater Project to to merge personal development and self expression. Nice,、mm-hmm. I love that. And, <laughs> and it's interesting because now you know now you're studying psychodrama and looking、mm-hmm. at different ways to. While you might not be providing therapy, you're still working more in the in the coaching realm, right? Because you're not a licensed、mm-hmm. therapist. I'm、um, not. So, I mean, it sounds to me it's so interesting. You know, as I kind of recall the evolution of yoga、yeah. <laughs> and how you know when we met, you were very interested in in. In the coaching world and kind of how that worked, and I mean, at the time, my business was only what three years old or so, right?、Oh, yeah. I was I was still a toddler, <laughs> oh, and yeah, I, I was crushing at all. I, oh, that's I so funny. You, you know, a great coach. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I think、um, I felt called to coaching. Which I、mm-hmm. think is kind of similar to you. Like you felt this pull and you felt this draw, so you kept going and doing these things, and it's like、yeah. this magnetic pull that brings、yeah. you back. I'm I'm curious. Okay, when you decided to study acting,、mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you thinking of? Were you thinking like, okay, I want to use this because improv skills are great for presentation and for drawing out the good in people, or were you thinking I'm going to become an actor? Hmm. My primary drive, and still nowadays, is to kind of expand my range of emotion and emotion, and to have roles、mm-hmm. that are not just fixed. You know, it's the same concept in psychodrama as well. It's the role theory that the more flexibility, the more、uh, role you have in your life, the more room for like happiness and growth that you can provide for yourself. And I think growing up in China, I was、uh, kind of prohibited from not like no one was explicitly telling me don't express yourself. No one、mm. <laughs> said says that, but it's the it's the whole culture that doesn't encourage 
having a different opinion, uh, being loud, being seen, being emotional, uh, you know, like in, in, situ- in, in art even. So I basically grew up covering lots of pain and lots of self-imposed uh, restriction as well on how can I function in the society. So it, therefore, uh, acting training, healing, all kinds of healing that I went undergone mm-hmm. in a few years, all like all of them, I just really want to express myself better and to be able to live my life with courage and vulnerability as much as possible versus putting myself in a pretty package and looking looking like a good girl. <laughs> interesting, really interesting because you know, I mean, obviously the U.S. and China have very, very different cultures, but the culture around girls and women, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that, that ring, that resonates with me big time. Yeah. Be a good yeah. girl. Don't be too loud. Don't take up too much space. Don't, yeah. don't piss people off. Yeah. Don't ruffle feathers. Don't you know. be confrontational. Do not be confrontational. That's ugly. That's aggressive. Yeah. And aggressive is not good for women. <laughs> Nobody likes an aggressive one. I remember my mom, and I, I do think she meant well, but I, I will never forget because I was 13. And it really yeah. seared into my mind. You're just aggressive. And and nobody, what did she say? Oh. Nobody wants to marry an aggressive woman, something like that. Oh. And I was like, at 13, like, oh, right. Man. So I remember, I remember, oh my gosh, I think I got grounded for it too. I was like, I'm not aggressive. I'm assertive, you know, <laughs> I, I think I, I remember being sent to my room. I don't remember what happened oh. after that, but isn't that funny that, and she yeah. meant well, I mean, cause you know, you know, it was like, she talked out both sides of her face and that was her generation. It was like, you can do anything you want. Don't let anybody hold you back. And then it was like in a, in a fit of frustration with me, yeah <laughs> being yeah, what she yeah. told me I could be right so it's just so interesting I always but, remember that I was like wow that was weird yeah, you know <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm really impressed with how you hold, held your ground at 13 like, oh, yeah, yeah. I got in trouble for it but it seemed like it was worth it because it stuck it right it. Yeah. yeah it was a character defining moment for Tracy yes I think it was <laughs> it's so great yeah and I'm really you know I laugh sometimes because you know, not to go too far into the weeds, but mm. you and I have taught, you've known my kids for forever. And so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I talk about is that I've raised my kids to push those boundaries, to be comfortable. They have to be respectful still. They can't be, mm-hmm. they can't be really snitty or rude. Yeah. I mean, they are sometimes because they're teenagers <laughs> and whatever, but like, but to push the limits, to question, to not mm-hmm. just blindly follow authority. And oh, yeah. there are times, I mean, it's great, but there are times when I'm like, I totally understand why my mom said that thing to me in that ah. moment, because I've had to like sit on my hands or leave the room when I've been tempted to say things to try to control them when I just want them to do what I asked, you know? So it's so, <laughs> it's so, it's so funny, but, but interesting, you know, that even though we have, we've grown up in very, very different cultures, we've received similar messages. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's universal. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I used to feel like, oh, poor me, you know, grew up in a conservative, uh, you know, culture, especially, you know, seeing like the difference between my dad and my, and my mom, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, they, they divorced a long time ago, and just seeing the polarity of their personalities. I'm like, oh, wow, it's such a mad, <laughs> mad, you know, <laughs> contrast, <laughs> conflict. But, um, yes. but also as I, get to know European culture more I also feel mm, it's not just in China it's, mm-hmm. I'm not special it's everywhere <laughs> you are special but but <laughs> those <laughs> the messages are similar they really are I mean it's sort of the 
patriarchal design, yeah. right? Is that, yeah, yeah it's a very, I think it's not going to last a whole lot longer, but it's in there, right? It's really threaded yeah. through everything that, that, yeah. you know, if the men were physically dominant, then that lent itself to mm-hmm. having dominance in other categories. And I mean, I don't think my parents ever would have intentionally taught me something that was harmful to my psyche, right? Mm-hmm. I don't blame them for that. I'm like, yeah. okay, mom, that was cool. That was like a character defining <laughs> moment. Right. Um, but really interesting. So you observe it from a completely different perspective, which is you thought that it was more the Chinese culture. Mm. And yet here you are seeing all those yeah. similarities. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's where travel, you don't, one does not have to travel the world, but even just leaving one's region can be eye-opening. <laughs> so, you know, wherever exactly. we live in the world, going to another part of the country we live in can make a big difference. Exactly. Um, yeah. Especially think, like things like going on in Spain right now with all the protests and, uh, you know, freedom of speech problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized that I used to feel I was brainwashed, but now I realized everybody was, but with different bleach and different spinning cycles. <laughs> that what a great analogy. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I mean, there's propaganda everywhere. It's, it's mm-hmm. funny. Like we, you know, growing up in the U S kind of, we've always been taught that we're so free. <laughs> oh, wow. Not, yeah. I don't think that I actually agree with that. Right. That there's a certain, I mean, we do have freedom of speech. Mm. And well, it's, it's a, it's a uh, you know, freedom. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Deep conversation, but how interesting too, to see, you Hmm. know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Spain was under fascist rule. So it's not surprising. It's not even, it's what one full generation, right? The seventies. So like, if you, it's not, I'm not a historian. I just know a bit about Spain, but there's going to be carryover, right? Even in the mentality. Exactly. Yeah, there's a great movie uh, on Netflix called The Silence of Others that I really mm. recommend. Yeah, uh, it's basically like those victims from the Franco um, p- period, mm. uh, the Justice Justice. And there was this guy called uh, Billy El Nino. Uh, he actually moved to the new to New York to live, and then he was put on trail. However, last year he passed away from COVID, and then oh there was yeah, and he died with all the honors and all the privileges, you know, intact. So mm. yeah, but anyway, so, I mean, there are shadow sides of society, but there are also yeah. bright sides as well. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we, human nature, maybe we don't need it, but we seem to think we need it. We, we need those contrasts, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think about the U S and for people who are listening, it's probably, if you've heard many of my little side comments, you might know where I land politically. Um, but <laughs> But I really feel like, like the Trump era, people were a lot about, oh, Trump, 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 Trump. It, it wasn't even him. He no, was just a symptom of stuff that yeah. we hadn't dealt with yet. So I always looked at him yeah. in, this is so gross, but I always thought of him as like a, a boil. <laughs> What's he, a boil? A boil is like a, like a pus filled, um, blistery thing that oh. happens. Like <laughs> something's going on below the surface. Yeah. He was uh, the manifestation of all of our stuff going on underneath the surface. So. Yeah. It's totally so. disgusting, but I yeah. thought he was disgusting and I thought the era of Trump was disgusting, but I didn't think it was his fault. It's who, it's who we showed that we are in the U S and we have a lot of work to do. So, yeah. you know, it's just interesting, right. That human nature, like he, I, I remember the morning that we woke up and found out that he had been air quotes here elected. And, um, 
my daughter came, she was 13, I think. And she came and she hadn't done this since she was little teeny. She came and laid on top of me in my bed and just was sobbing and crying. And, And I cried with her. And I said, you know, I know I can be kind of Pollyanna. I probably didn't use that word at the time, but I know I can be kind of Pollyanna sometimes. Like I'm always looking for the good. I think we're headed for some dark times, but I also feel like he represents so much of what we haven't dealt with in this Mm -hmm. country. And so maybe it'll be a good thing even after we have to go through some really dark times, you know? So I think human nature, just that's our thing, right? That we, I mean, everything that we're seeing, the uprising of super far right-wing fascism Mm -hmm. around the world right now is part of a cycle, right? It happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Swing that pendulum pretty far. Yeah. And and I feel like, yeah, I think historically we've been like pointing fingers at, oh, this is a bad guy. This is a, you know, good girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think we are all one. So, you know, like his shadow side, it's like you said, it's, it's a manifestation and it's not his fault. It's the humanity's manifestation at the stage. Yeah. 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 He was a, a really unfortunate mirror for us. Yeah. 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 It's a mirror for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I think about that in terms of like, like how we are one, like to say, wow, I wouldn't have, I'm not sure that I would have made the connection of how similar the messaging was that you received, that I received. And we're different generations too. Like I'm a generation ahead of you. Right. So um, not that I'm older or anything, (laughs) Uh, but but to think about that, that this is our humanity. This is who we are. Like we're all seeking something and people who aren't seeking probably have repressed desire to seek. (laughs) So it'll come out eventually. Right. Like we all, we're all looking for something. And most humans and this is why i think travel is so travel or at least reading right or or watching international films or things and documentaries and things like that is that we learn that underneath it all we all pretty much want the same things like you know we have this stark contrast again just to come back to the us like we've got this massive divide right now but if you have conversations with people and leave politics out of it most people meet pretty much in the middle which I think mm-hmm. is so interesting. But as soon as you bring up parties and policy and stuff like that, it goes down the toilet. Yeah. But exactly. most of us want the same things. You know, we want to feel safe. We want to feed our families. We want to protect our loved ones and we want to leave a legacy. It doesn't, yeah. it's not much simpler than that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and also just, um, uh, well, this topic reminds me of the, of the prison system and how, how, how I, I mean, I grew up being told and totally believing that, those people on the streets, those people in prison, they're bad people. Like I have yeah. an uncle, um, he committed crime on like cheating in something, I don't remember. But, and then because my mom um, told me that story over and over and I just thought, oh, he's a bad guy. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, no one told me to ask the question, what had to happen for this man to do those things, you know? Right. And that's why I'm, I'm so interested in psychology as in, it gives people the opportunity to to see that person as a person not as a uh, other the the other you know mm-hmm. that we are desperately separating from ourselves and therefore like putting a physical prison to separate that group of people without providing much mental health support yeah. um and what um, i think this is so important for us to do personal development and group community services um mm-hmm. things like this mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. I've, um, several people in my circle do, you know, lots of different things, but there is a common thread in 
the world of personal development from, mm-hmm. from like psychotherapy to coaching where most people are starting to say like, we need to be really open about mental health issues. And I actually just recorded, well, everything's off kilter, but my first solo episode, I'll say, cause it hasn't gone live yet <laughs> at time of recording, um, talks about burnout. And, and mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time really beating the drum of finding a therapist, even if you think you're well, because we yeah. never know what might be hidden and everybody has some form of trauma. It may not be a violent trauma, but something happened that created a disruption in our development yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Even if you thought you had a placid, wonderful upbringing, there's always going to be something. And so, yeah. you know, I love that you're sharing again, this perspective that we're all humans. We're all, you know, something usually has to happen. Like when I see theft and things like that, especially like petty theft, not like big white collar crime stuff, but you know, mm-hmm. petty theft is usually desperation, you know? And mm-hmm. so who are we as humans to create a scenario in which somebody has to go steal a loaf of bread? That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. We have so much mm-hmm. waste in this world. Everybody should be fed, you know, mm-hmm. all of our basic needs should be met. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that we should all, mm-hmm. you know, be giving it away, but we shouldn't be throwing it away either. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So what do you, so you're studying psychodrama. You'll be done in the, this summer, right? Is it? Um. Well, so actually just as we, you know, before this meeting, I decided to make, make this program a master program because I could do okay. it for one year for post-grad, but I could do it to, for two years for master. I'm like, mm, okay. let me stay one more year. Yeah. Okay. Previously, I wasn't sure, but now I am. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because I think the last time we talked, you were kind of on on the fence about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So you've got more time. So, do you know where you're headed with this, or does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. actually, right now, I'm interviewing people for like individual sessions and also group sessions under the supervision of my professor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it will be group therapy, mm-hmm. uh, but also combining coaching in there. And, you know, we're taking our time because, you know, during COVID, we could want to do things right, take it slow. And if we right. do form a group, Spanish government, others, no gatherings more than six people. So, right. so be it, you know, it, yeah. it'll be less than six, but uh, it's doable. And to me also, it's like a, a challenge as well, because part of me feels like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm not a licensed therapist. You know, what if I did something wrong? But then I'm like, okay, I do have the supervision for my professor. That's the, that's the whole point. <laughs> so it's like dealing with my internal self-doubt is yeah. definitely, yeah, on the plate. <laughs> yeah, well, I, this is such a great topic, <laughs> self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who doesn't struggle with self-doubt, right? So, and, and something that I've seen in highly credentialed individuals, myself included, is as soon as we enter something new, we suddenly think we're supposed to have a PhD or some mastery of it, right? Exactly. And so suddenly- even though we come in with a toolkit and we're adding to the toolkit, plus being supervised by somebody who yeah. has all the credentials, suddenly yeah. we're like, here I am. <laughs> I'm a toddler again. I don't have, I can't yeah. do it. Isn't that yeah. interesting? So how do you, what yeah. do you do? Would you, would you like to share with us what you do when that comes up? So I think that yeah. that's, cause I always think of you as being so confident. So to hear that is a little bit refreshing okay. <laughs> because okay. you know, you have such a sense of adventure and you seem to like go and do things, but if you still have that internal voice. And I think that people would yeah, really benefit so- from hearing that, that you can be super courageous and brave and blah, 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 and still mm-hmm. have that internal voice that says, who do you think you are to try this yeah. new thing? Exactly. Yeah. So before I share that, I also want to give you a little bit of background. So 
people think I'm I look confident. They, they experience me as confident, but I have a lot of self esteem issues and self worth issues, like originated from childhood. And I like to talk about them because、mm-hmm. I think it's nice to to make it normal to talk about traumas. You know, absolutely. So yeah. So basically,、uh, when I was younger, I was transferring schools all the time, and parents divorced, of course, and they were like the generation of Chinese people who are. Really busy with making money and working, and so I was in a boarding school at age of seven,、mm. and I was like wetting my bed until like eleven because I definitely had psychological issues and I、yeah. couldn't speak. Like I had speech issues that was dealt with. So I remember like changing to a new boarding school, and every time I speak to somebody in the class, I had to repeat myself because the first time. I would be so nervous, speaking so fast that even myself couldn't hear myself clearly, and then it became a pattern. Yeah, so I had lots of speech issues <laughs> back then,、mm-hmm. and、uh, and also the experience of bullying. Like I, during my you know when I was in that first first boarding school, I was like physically abused by. Just fellow kids. They were young kids, you know, but they were in a group, and I, I didn't know any better, so、yeah. I didn't have a support system. And then when I did report like bullying activities to my teacher, and the teacher just like continued her with her nap and punished, but, but like me and my、uh, roommate as well. There was no effective system, and I think from that moment onward, my confidence and self worth just like continued to. You know, take hits because no support system was in there, and、uh, yeah, and also the competition in China for academic、uh, performances, like they, they, they literally rank you based on your performance. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into this because there's so much to talk about. We only got some, you know, so many minutes, but、um, the, the result of everything was I identify still with someone who having you know struggles with self esteem and self worth, so. Uh, I think previously, like like many other people, you know, like we get our self worth、uh, from achieving stuff.、Mm. Um, yeah, and so I definitely became a workaholic while I was in Shanghai, and only through、uh, therapy healing. Like for example, there was this program of ten days in Italy. It's basically like primal therapy in a, in a spiritual. Uh, setting、mm-hmm. uh, also had ongoing like psychoanalysis、uh, therapist for like a few years, and those things definitely helped. And just also just growing up and accumulating new、uh, constructive experiences, counter experiences,、uh, they help as well. So to answer, that's a long answer to your question. How do I deal with negative? You know, no,、Self-talk. this is great though. I mean, I th-、yeah. a lot of us can relate. Yeah, yeah. So my strategy right now is to don't. Judge them when they come up. Like when my anxiety, when my nagging self、uh, criticism come up, I let them be with me. As, as uncomfortable as it is,、uh, I don't immediately try to chase them away or pretend to be okay. So that's definitely the biggest difference、uh, I have experienced. That it, it just it's, it relaxed me more to stay with my discomfort, and then、uh, also like. Supporting system, like support system, like talking about it to, you know, my the the guy I'm seeing right now,、mm-hmm. <laughs> my best friend,、um, and don't、uh, let it become something that I try to hide because energies get wasted in there. And、yeah. something I really 
enjoy doing is to to blogging. Uh, I've been doing this to be happy blog for like maybe six years, and just by me sharing about my weakness, my struggles, my vulnerabilities, I have gained so many friends and or even business opportunities from mm. doing. Yeah, and I think writing and like journaling just also helps. Yeah. Um, so those things <laughs> I use to cope. <laughs> I love, I love everything you said. The one that really stuck out to me the most is don't judge the negative thoughts when they come up, just, just Mm -hmm. be with them, even in the discomfort of that. It's kind of like a craving. Like when we, when I used to teach wellness classes and we would talk Mm -hmm. about weight loss, I would tell people, you know, most cravings pass within two or three minutes. So if you just ride the wave instead of resisting, right? What we resist persists probably across the board. So I think that's really interesting. It's like, it'll probably process Mm. if you don't resist it or judge it or, you know, make yourself wrong. So I I love that. Like the wave. Yeah. I don't know how long that takes. I mean, I know I read somewhere that like, if you're going to cry a good Mm -hmm. full cleansing cry takes at least seven minutes. Oh, wow. so when, you know, whenever people say, don't cry, don't cry. Cause I cry so easily. Yeah. I'm just a, an emotional person. And, yeah. you know, I cry at, especially like hormonally sometimes like at stupid sappy commercials and I just go, here I am crying. Cause I'm very touched by that. But, you know, but like a real cry when you feel like you need to cry and then people say, don't cry, don't cry. I get so annoyed yeah. by that. I'm like, yeah. why, why shouldn't why? I cry? It's exactly. so healthy. In fact, yeah. I'm going to go sit over here and ugly cry for seven minutes until <laughs> it's processed, but to, to, you know, not resist. Yeah. It's, you know, I think it's really, it's really important. I, I mean, I think these are all great tips. I wrote them down, so I'll share them in the show notes for people who are, you know, maybe not able to write that down fast enough. Um, yeah. Don't judge the negative thoughts when they come up. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And, and also um, I think the mentra adds is, adds, as is. adds it's, yeah, so as it's so, so last year I was doing quite a bit of uh, one woman shows in in you know, you know for theater mm-hmm. and uh, and because I came from a business background for me to switch to acting and to theater you know that was awesome yeah that's a big uh, change <laughs> yeah, yeah so and I remember just like riding my bicycle and then keep repeating as it as who I who I am at this moment with everything I have got and not have got. And then yeah. I show up um, as is. And then I kept repeating that word until I reached to the theater and I did the theater. It was nice. And then did it again. And and yeah, so <laughs> mantras helps too. I love that. It's like reprogramming our subconscious mind, right? I mean, if we, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, our subconscious mind believes whatever we tell it. So I always cringe when I hear people say like, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm like, no, just say I did a stupid. <laughs> it's like, yeah. don't say I yeah. am. Anything you say after I am, your subconscious mind yeah. is like, we are cool. Let's go. You know, so yeah. I don't, you know, be careful like, what you, what yeah. one says, right? Be careful what we say to right. ourselves. So that's, that's really interesting. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I love that as is. Cause that's kind of like the late, lately I'm seeing like lots of memes going around, like I am enough. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. that. Enough is good. It's there's parts of that. I don't know. As a linguist, sometimes enough doesn't sit right with me. But I love yeah. as is, like as I am right now. It's yeah. like if we look at texts, and I'm not a psychotherapist. I just do a lot. I'm fully immersed in the world of personal development. But like yeah. in the four agreements, for example, you know, always do your best. And and from a yogi perspective, or mm-hmm. even just a pre- being present in the in the now, every day, and maybe mm-hmm. even different moments throughout the day, our best is going to look different. And that gives Mm -hmm. us so much freedom to continue to do our best regardless, right? Without judgment, without, so yeah, yeah, this is, these are really great. 
Yeah, and that reminds me when you said the, the yogi approach. That reminds me of of Taoism. You know, mm. of yeah, this concept. I mean, I, I learned this sentence in, in Spanish. Is hace hace nada, pero nada queda sin hacer. Don't do like don't try too hard uh, to do things, but there's nothing left undone neither. So this contradictory yeah. <laughs> philosophy also is helpful to remind myself: hmm, what if I don't try, and what if there's nothing left for me to try? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's. I think it's similar to resistance, right? So this is so. Oh, this is so. Ooh, this is juicy stuff. So I mean, mm-hmm. I I recognize this in myself, and I see it in my clients a lot too. It's like mm-hmm. there's a time to hustle. There is a time to like push things forward, but there's also a time. I use this phrasing: hustle and glide. Is it really my intention to push a boulder up a mountainside, mm. or do I just want to get to the top of the mountain? Yeah. Maybe I don't need to take the boulder with me. Exactly. And maybe the boulder is best where it is, right? And and yeah, I'm certainly like, not the one to move it. So you know, it's kind yeah. of like just like that book. Yeah. Lean in. I haven't read it, but I always say lean back, like lean yeah. back and just survey the land a little bit, like soften the lens, get a different view, walk to the mm. other side of it, and see what that looks like, even if it just has to be in your own mind. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think to be able to lean back. That also requires the strength to to lean in. It's like to uh, like to be in is the only way to be out. So right. I feel like it's <laughs> <laughs> so <Fine>. yeah. <laughs> My brain cells just exploded a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, right? And and it is you know not everything is going to be easy, but we can create yeah. a sense of ease. And I think that's the the difference. And I talk a lot about simplicity. Like we overcomplicate everything. I am really good at complicating stuff. And so I check in with myself a lot about that. But I think they're not difficult concepts. They're simple, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or they're not, I shouldn't say that they might be difficult. They might feel difficult, but our perception of is what changes everything anyway. So we could be doing the most grueling physical activity of our lives ever, but be excited to do it. So it doesn't feel grueling, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's really all about perception. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you've decided to con- continue on for another year. Um, mm-hmm. For so many reasons, I feel like it opens a lot of opportunity for you. It's going to yeah. shift probably how you view what you're doing. Not that you need any more credentials, but <laughs> it'll change because when you finish the master's, you could become licensed, right? Mm, I think it works in Spain. There's oh. no life for psychodrama therapy. Oh, got uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, uh, it is legal to practice therapy, uh, to, for example, music therapy, art mm-hmm. therapy. It's all, you don't have to have to be a psychologist to do that. In Spain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you can be what would a practitioner or whatever the, the term would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. So you would be qualified at that point. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I can do it now with the supervision already. So mm-hmm. yeah. And something else uh, I'm doing is to go back to the corporate uh, setting as well. Like I was having a conference call with my old contacts to provide online team intervention using mm-hmm. like dramatized techniques and coaching techniques. Um, yeah, because during this, you know, pandemic, uh, lots of companies, they really need some transformative actions done online. So that's yes. something where do as well. Yeah. yeah. So location doesn't matter. You just need a good Wi-Fi yeah. <laughs> signal. Yeah. You're good to go. 
Yeah. Oh, talk about resilient, you know, and, and resourceful, right? I mean, you'll, you'll make some money, which is great. Everybody loves to make a little bit more money and, and you get to still make a difference. I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, and there's, yeah. and people are really hungry for it now. I think, you know, there's a lot of things that have come to light during this pandemic, but one of them is how much people are searching and how mm. much more willing people are now to mm. invest in themselves in either with time, money, or both for personal development. Just, yeah. I think a lot of our, um, one of the guests that I interviewed a while back, Brie Gunn, she was saying like, I just kind mm. of used to fill my time and energy and mask my ADHD and anxiety. And I think she also has a diagnosis of OCD. I masked that with being busy Mm. and I threw myself into my work and then the pandemic happened and Mm. some of my work slowed down because some of my clients needed to pause their work and whatever. Mm. And she said, I was not okay. Mm. I was not okay. And she shared her story about how, you know, she went and she, she Mm. took a month off from work and all social media and everything and went Uh. and got really intensive therapy and, and Uh. realized that, you know, she was coping, but not maybe in the most adaptive slash healthy Mm. ways. And so, you know, interesting, right. That a lot of us are waking up and going, Oh, maybe that's not the healthiest way to, you know, manage my boredom and my fear or my anxiety or, you know, whatever it might be. So I love, I love that you're doing that. Yeah. Like we were so busy with running around, running away from confronting our, the toughest problems (laughs) and opportunities we need to address. And now it's the time. Yeah. Yeah. We are way with uh, the, treadmill of escapism. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. The treadmill of escape. That's so true. And yeah. And I think, I mean, it's a great, I mean, you're very intuitive. So you've got your finger on the pulse. You recognize that there's an opportunity. That's a really common thread in my guests as well. Like recognizing (laughs) where there's an opportunity, where there's a gap and filling it to use jargon, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, but you see being, being of a servant's heart, you see that there's an opportunity. There's a need. People are searching and you're, mm-hmm. and you're creating it and opening up to that. So I love that. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Thank oh my you. gosh. Well, I, I, if you're open to it, would love to check back with you when you're getting toward the end of, I mean, you and I will stay in touch, but to bring cool. you back on the show, um, ah, yeah. to, to see what's coming next, because, cool. you know, it's always an adventure with Yoki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would love that. Well, you, you are our first episode of season two, where I'm asking questions like personal questions. I'm not going to ask you okay. anything naughty. Um, <laughs> I mean, not, not while we're recording anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so just random questions. Like, okay. So do you have a favorite movie? Mm, I don't think I have a favorite one, but I really enjoy watching documentaries. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, the latest one I watched one of them was my octopus teacher. And I thought, Oh, it's a beautiful movie. It's on Netflix as well. Mm -hmm. Adds to (laughs) (laughs) Q. Interesting. Very interesting. Do you have, um, okay. So you're in Spain now. So probably some of the foods that you might really enjoy have changed. Of course you're yeah. still in lockdown. So who knows what you have access to, but do you yeah. have a favorite and this could even be you're in Catalonia, right? So, okay. So yeah. do you have a favorite guilty pleasure treat? I do. And well, I have like all kinds of access to amazing Spanish food, but however, you know, being Asian in Europe, my guilty pleasure is actually Japanese curry. Oh. <laughs> from, a, 
how many of those sushi take away? Uh, it's I get it every uh, weekend, and it just gives me gives me a sense of oh, you know, I can access the Asian flavor while yeah. being so far away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's why well, it's great that you can find it. You know, it's yeah. like, and it's mm-hmm. yummy. It's like yeah, authentic. It's yeah, so good. it's so good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I know you're fully immersed in school right now, but are you reading or listening to any podcasts or both that like, what are, what are, what's on your queue right now? Yeah. So I'm actually reading, um, or well, proofreading as well, uh, my own novel that <laughs> I published on Amazon. Uh, so how I did it was I wrote it like a, a year, two years ago, mm-hmm. and my friend helped me edit it but it wasn't from a professional editor. Mm. And then I reached out to all kinds of literary agents and, you know, all, all that. And I didn't hear any good news. And then I was like, ah, you know, I don't want to just hoard it from the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, in January, I released it on Amazon as an ebook. It's called The Permission. Uh, and uh, what happened next is my friends, uh, well, like after they purchased the book, they read it and they actually gave me editing advice and I'm right now working through uh, professional editing as well nice. so yeah my own novel uh, is the one I'm reading and, and it's called The Permission yeah The Permission okay. The Permission a, by Yuki Yu I mm-hmm. will put a I'll put a link in the show notes so people can check it out cool 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 and just to give you a little bit of warning it has uh, violence and sexual content so okay <laughs> you you've been a content warning has been yes. violence and sex sounds like american tv Um. (laughs) but uh, just to give a little bit more information it's about like personal growth uh Mm. self-discovery you know in a romantic um, novel setting Mm. (laughs) lovely yeah but the last uh, podcast to listen to was your podcast oh really yeah, yeah. I mean, I was laying in bed and listening to your voice. Uh, it was really nice. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm having so much fun with this. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, at time of recording. I think we've been live for six weeks, but I've been working on it for several months, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's definitely a passion project. But it's already opening doors more doors for me, which was never my intention. My intention was to just share this content, but it's also, I'm learning from the guests that they're getting interesting inquiries and being invited to do other things. And I don't even know, you know, how big our following is, but it's definitely creating a ripple. So I'm really excited. I'm happy to hear that you've enjoyed it too. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you that you keep doing it because many podcasters just do one, two episodes and quit and you have the tenacity to keep it going. So I'm really proud of you, Tracy. Oh, thank you so much. You know, what's helped a lot. I think this is a great Mm -hmm. tip for our listeners. The Mm -hmm. nanosecond that I could, I outsourced the stuff that was draining to me. So Uh, I created a budget to work with a producer and mm -hmm. that because it's hours and hours and hours and hours of editing. And that is not Mm -hmm. my happy place at all. And so before I even launched, I just sat down and and kind of meditated a little bit and was like, all right, what, what am I avoiding and why? And it's Mm -hmm. like, I am avoiding trying to figure out how to do all of this either by Mm -hmm. buying another software, figuring out how to really fine tune my garage band skills, which are very small. Um, (laughs) and and I thought, no, Mm -hmm. I, I haven't monetized the podcast. Something, something will shake out somewhere else. I'm going to go ahead and invest the money in it. And it's great because it's freed up so much time. And my producer is brilliant. He Mm. loves it. 
Mm. He feels like he gets to fill his mind and heart with all this great <laughs> content because he has to yeah. listen over and over and over again, you know? Wow. So, yeah. So thank you. But this is a huge tip too, right? That yes, I'm part of my tenacity is mm. recognizing when I need to let go and ask mm. someone else mm. to do it for me. If that means, you know, okay. right now I'm able to pay for it, but like, sometimes I barter when things yeah. are overwhelming for me, you know, I'll yeah. offer to do a strategy or write a business plan or something like that. If I need something yeah. big done that I don't have the cash for most of yeah. the time that works out really well. And I think that's a great tip for our listeners. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning a lot from you as in this conversation. So I really appreciate this Aww. time, Tracy. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm so glad you were here. Yoki, where can we, how can we support you? Where can we send people to, mm. to get to know you or to find your book? Well, I'll send that link, but where, where else? Right. Um, I have a website called yukiyu.com and I, I definitely need to update that website. I've been kind of abandoning it for the past yeah. few months, but I will update it. And then okay. uh, for people looking for coaching or remote psychodrama, um, you know, therapy online, uh, we're also doing uh, individual and also groups as well. And, uh, and also theater. Uh, I have run on like coaching clients remotely for self-expression uh, through theatrical tools so all those things and also corporate workshops, whatever um, <laughs> listed above in yeah. the website, feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'll put all of that in the show notes for our listeners. So all you have to do is go back and click on it. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been such a pleasure. I really do hope, I mean, you and I will obviously stay in touch, you know, with WhatsApp. Yeah. We can always, we're just a little text yeah. away. But I would also really like to check back with you in mm-hmm. however long, once you're really rolling and getting closer to finishing your master's program. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like, I don't, I feel something big swirling around you and I don't know what it is. Maybe you have your, you have an idea, but I feel like you're, you're really, you're creating a movement of some kind Uh-oh. or you're involved in one of some kind. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I think Uh-oh. you're doing big things. Thank you. I appreciate this message. That that makes me feel very hopeful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's hard to see that as a student sometimes, right? Exactly. Especially when you're at about the halfway point. I, when I was in my master's yeah. program, I remember at almost exactly halfway through, I had a crisis because I did a dual master's. It's like, uh-huh. maybe I should drop one of these master's degrees and just focus on one. I remember. And then my the guy I was dating at the time who turned out to be my first husband, uh-huh. he was like, you are one halfway through plus three credits. And I was like, shit, I got to stay with it. Then. I mean, that was how I finished yeah. my master's program was by yeah. recognizing that I was slightly more than halfway through, <laughs> but there is like yeah. a turning point. I think that happens when we start to yeah. get really clear and it feels like crisis if we don't perceive it as an opportunity. Right. right? So, and we all need friends like you to talk to. <laughs> right? yes. Well, no, no, and, no, I think, kind of bomb. and I think one of the things that happens too, is like, I think you and I started out as like a mentor mentee, right? But you mm-hmm. have taught me so much. And even just recently, you said one thing to me in a conversation that completely flipped a situation, right? And really changed how I saw it. And I was able to change the situation, which I think is really, really yeah. cool and exciting. So it's a, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely mutual. I'm, yeah. I'm really grateful for having been a bit of a mirror for you. And, and like you, you have always been there for me from the very beginning, because I remember how difficult how difficult it felt to be 21 22 years old being lost in northern virginia as an asian kid and you know (laughs) and hating my job back then and then i mean even though i hated it i really appreciate that opportunity to work there like i i loved 
the fact that they gave me a chance <laughs> to try. Yeah. And I loved how everything else happened afterwards. Without that, I wouldn't, you know, necessarily to learn acting and right. learn therapy now. So I really appreciate that chance. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's mm. the thing too, is to to keep that outlook. I mean, sometimes stuff happens and it just sucks, right? But mm. but yeah. we can when we're on the other side of it, we can look back and go, oh, that's interesting. That really taught me yeah. some things, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. we can look for the learning while we're in it, but sometimes exactly. we just need to get out of it to see what the learning is, you know? And that's yeah. okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, right? <laughs> and you you went, you just went to the other coast, and then that that gave you some new perspective. <laughs> Not yeah. a small feat. I mean, that's something that I really admire about you. It's like, it, um, you just, you make a decision and you go, and, and mm-hmm. it always reminds me to to take the leap, even if it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah to take the leap, even when you're not ready and you will yeah. never be ready completely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good point. You'll never be ready completely. Like I've heard this phrase, which terrifies me because I don't really like heights, but it's such a great one, right? <laughs> Jump off the cliff and build your parachute on the way down. <laughs> you're like, I bet you'll learn how to sew so quickly, right? <laughs> Create a whatever, you know, but yeah. it's true. Like we're never really ready. Like when people oh. think we're, we're going off on another tangent and I'll let you go because we've gone past our time. But um, I remember when I started my business, people asked me, what made you decide? And I was like, it's not recommended, but I had somebody who asked me like three or four times if I would coach them and I did not have uh, coaching certification and I kept balking. Yeah. And then I finally said, well, I mean, if you're offering to pay me, I guess I'd better go get certified and, and open an uh-huh. LLC. And yeah. that's all I did. That's uh-huh. all I did. I got certified and I started mm-hmm. an LLC. Yeah. I had oh, no idea. Crazy. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have funding. <laughs> I didn't know how to build a business. <laughs> I have an MBA in international management, not entrepreneurship, right? So, <laughs> and I was like, "Wee, here we go!" And I had one paying client, but you know, yeah. some of us—that's what we need. You know, if we wait yeah. until we're ready, we're never—we're probably never going to be ready. So exactly, yeah. Something I really appreciate about you is you just you know take whatever you need to do to take one step and then just build on it afterwards. Yeah. Like you don't, you, you don't need to know the complete whole picture before you move because you move with passion and your values and that's oh. what, what will keep you going. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I'm mm. becoming more aware of that too. I think w- what's really, maybe we're having a second episode here, <laughs> um, you know, something that really came through almost a year ago. I mean, now at time of recording, we're March 1st, when we went into lockdown, March 13th. 2020, Mm. I decided to tap back into my values because Mm. 80% of my business shut down, um, indefinitely. And I didn't get scared. I just was like, huh, (laughs) what do I do now? There's such a full calendar. And now it's like so much white space. Um, but it was really interesting because I love that you said that you recognize that I lead with my values because that's what I decided to tap back into. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, did a whole bunch of stuff and toyed around with things. And one of the outcomes of that was this podcast. I would not mm-hmm. have done it if I'd had as busy of a year as I was supposed yeah. to for 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have talked myself out of it again. You, 
(laughs) (laughs) I lost track of how many times I said I was going to do a podcast and then backed out of it. So here I am, you know, so. Oh man. Yeah. Good. Oh, well, what a pleasure. I'm just, I'm so thankful that you said yes. And I'm so excited to see what you're creating Uh, for, for our listeners. Gosh, if you just want to check out what she's up to, definitely go to Yoki's website and, and, but also like for people who are listening, if you're, you know, if you're questioning or you're searching, this would be a great time to, to delve into some really cool ways of personal development. And yeah, I don't really understand. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's exciting. It's easy to do because it's remote now, you know, we'll probably always have some form of remote. My business has always been remote, but you know, for the in-person stuff, it's maybe a little easier to express some things in person, but, um, but everything is right here available. So I highly recommend getting in touch with, with Yoki and and, oh, uh, and of course, getting crazy too. Like she's <laughs> really. Oh, thank you, thank you. We all know where to find each other, and we just keep having yeah. these wonderful love fests on this show. So I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy for it. Yeah. But, um, so we'll, we'll, you and I will stay in touch, but we'll definitely come back and see, you know, what you're okay. up to. Because I'm okay. I will cool. know the right time. We always seem to do things really intuitively. We'll know the right yeah. time to meet again. Yeah, and awesome. yeah, I really appreciate your time today, Tracy. It's oh. really my honor and. Not not just my honor to speak with you today, but my honor to know you for so many years and yeah, to to experience this friendship with you. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you too. All right. See you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.